Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Yesterday I had some very compelling audio from pilots in Canada um, that could have been seen a UFO. Now Sue totally believes it's aliens because that's that's her thing. Uh, some of us are skeptical, but <laughs> no, she does not believe it at all. But, you know, the audio was really compelling, and you know who the expert is on all this is our friend Jazz Shaw from HotAir.com. So he will weigh in here a little bit later this hour. Let me, before we get into Sue's news, let me uh, first remind folks about the fish fry tomorrow. We'll be out at Incarnate Word in Chesterfield. Come and see us. We'll do the whole show oh, gosh, from 3 until 6. The fish fry officially starts at 4, and you are you are correct. This is the one that's got the, uh, the gumbo on the menu, so we're very excited <laughs> about that. All right, so Kirkwood, uh, school board meeting Monday night. Parents get up. Let me play a little bit more of the audio. This is a mom that got up and complained. I'm here to speak about concerns regarding the safety of our students within the walls of Robinson Elementary. There have been some flags raised regarding communication and adherence to district policies. A student recently sent several sexually explicit and vulgar text messages and videos, including death threats to a group of 10-year-old girls. The content in some of the videos would make a grown man blush. The message contents display blatant sexual harassment as defined by district policy AC. And yet it's taken a month to investigate with zero. Yeah, it doesn't make oh. any sense. So this kid, I spoke with um, with one of the fathers today that spoke at that um, school board hearing. And because it's multiple kids. It's multiple kids. The, and it, it, this kid's been moved around from class to class. So then on Friday, this happens. So this is just last Friday. Uh, my name is Brittany Kilgore. I'm here to represent on behalf of my child, a fifth grade student at Robinson, who was assaulted Friday, January 26th, as a result of a sexual harassment investigation. I'm also here on behalf of all children at Robinson as I feel my child and others are in immediate danger that has not been properly addressed. Mm. My daughter and several others were victims of assault, sexual harassment, and death threats that have caused significant emotional damage. My primary concern has been and will remain the physical and emotional safety of these victims and all children. Violence and threats of taking someone's life should never be taken 
should never not be taken seriously or come to expect as a normal behavior in an educational setting despite tragedies many schools face every year. Well, I think I've Thank figured you. it out. Now, this is Kirkwood, so maybe it's just the uh, fact that no one was misgendered here. I mean, if there was an accusation that a cis kid misgendered a trans kid, they'd kick that kid out of school and, and have him gone mm. for the rest of uh, his life. So here's the response from Kirkwood. And I will tell you, I'm very confused about why they don't seem to care about this. I, and, I, they have a history of it. Well, I, I talked to Maria Kina down on the KMOX side because she's looking into this. Good. And um, she said that the police, she spoke with some police and they're aware of the situation. They said to a certain extent their hands might be tied because of laws and policies. But here's what they said. So I reached out to the superintendent, didn't get anything, and then finally got a response after I you know, sent more today. And I also reached out to the um, to the folks at Robinson Elementary School where this is taking place. And I hear back from someone named Steph Diedrich who says she's the media person. So here's the statement. At Monday's board meeting, there, was, there were several public comments related to a fifth grade student. On multiple occasions, school and district administration have communicated on this matter with concerned families. Not the families that no. have been up there at the school board because – and I, I've seen the emails and I've seen the responses too, and they're not good enough. They say, we acknowledge that it can be frustrating when we are unable to share specific detailed information about individual students, but we must honor the dignity and privacy of all kids. Let me, uh, really? let me expose the dignity of this kid in question, okay? This is, this is what the, um, the text message said to the girls. Come ride my rhymes with Rick, okay? Let me stretch that mm. rhymes with Poochie. I'm going to murder you and your whole family. So there's a lot of dignity here for this fifth grade kid. So I can understand why Kirkwood would want to be particularly careful in this situation. So they say the Kirkwood School District is committed to ensuring that all kids are able to learn in a supportive environment, except for the kids that are being threatened sexually and violently. It would be in violation of the policies meant to protect student privacy as well as state and federal law to directly address the information from the public period. What okay. state? Right. I, I don't care if you address. How about you get the kid Correct. out of the classroom Correct. so nothing happens? I, I'm not, I don't give a crap no. about what your response is unless you take action. She says, however, we can confirm that the administration adheres to KSD discipline policies. What is that, by the way? That's just Kirkwood School District. Yeah. yeah. KSD, Kirkwood School District discipline policies and procedures in cases when students violate our code of conduct. Additionally, if families or students report concerns about student safety, they have. Uh-huh. Okay. They, they ha- we take it very seriously and are sure to involve our counseling team, safety and security team, and student services team as appropriate. We didn't well, do that here. No. Because I have emails and I have evidence from these parents Correct. that indicate you didn't do this here. Okay. Serious concerns, she says, are thoroughly investigated. To, when, to what end? Yeah. When are they investigated? <sighs> okay. Because you're taking this kid and you're putting him in different classrooms and just moving him around. We also fully cooperate with any law enforcement inquiries and partner with our SROs on any matters of concern. So I, I sent Steph an email back, and I really appreciated her you know, responding to me. My response was simply, and I said this to the superintendent in Kirkwood, thank you. I hope something really bad doesn't happen to one of these little girls or little boys. But if and when it does, it's going to be really, really easy to assign blame. I hope you understand that. It's shameful behavior. Nice work for the kids, Kirkwood. Good job protecting the kids. Oh. And where the other media is on this, I have no idea because it's out there. There are things to talk about. There's evidence. It's a legitimate story. They're not acting. So let's act. I'm not asking for anything private. How about you take the kid out of the school? Everyone's got a right to education until they threaten other kids. And this is a kid that should be in a different school.
Yes, it okay. should. It, this, it, it's not it, that complicated. That should be the case. Uh, also, nobody can learn in that environment. And these girls are scared, and they're 10 years old. 10 years old. I, I don't get the fright. You know, th- this goes to some of the gender stuff, too, that Raleigh Gaines talks about. Why the, the people who we are told are the most caring, oh, right? Yeah. The most caring people, the biggest hearts. Not me, because I'm a right-winger, right? I'm evil. Nazi, I get called, stuff like this all the time. But the Kirkwood administration, for example, the woke Kirkwood administration, it's Kirkwood, ladies and gentlemen, let's face it, they don't care about little girls who are being threatened with words that I can't even use on the radio? And th- th- This isn't, by the way, if, if those messages are accurate, okay, if, if that's accurate, there's no more discussion. Correct. There's no further discussion for this kid, gone, out yep. of the school. Because I know... You think I'm joking about the misgendering. I I promise you, if there's a kid that wore some sort of Trump shirt or MAGA shirt or anything like that to Kirkwood, they'd be booted so fast there would be condemnation. You'd have people picketing outside the schools. But in this case, there's no reaction. I get a little statement saying we have to respect privacy and state law, blah, blah. That's not good enough, Kirkwood. It isn't good. And, of course, we're protecting the attacker instead of the victim. Somebody just uh, mentioned here, how are the police unable to deal with this kid outside of the school? Send, uh, you know... Arrest the kid. Let the juvenile courts handle them. I don't know. I, I don't get that either. And But look, I'm not letting this go, and I'm going to continue to talk about it. So we'll have further updates. And the parent that I spoke with today is willing to come in and talk about this. And oh, we, good. We may do that on Monday. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Sponsored by Mr. Appliance. Speedy expert service. MrAppliance.com. We've been uh, going over uh, winners of the Grammys this week just because it takes us back in time and we get to hear the music. Okay, this one, it takes us back 56 years ago. And listen to the difference between these two winners on the 1968 Grammys. The first one, this fifth dimension, big winner at the Grammys. This is song of the year and record of the year. Well, I've come a long way, haven't we, music? <laughs> Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? <laughs> Abby, like this was a rocker back then. <laughs> Can you imagine anyone even doing like a, a cover or remake of Beautiful no, Balloon? No, I cannot. No. Great harmony. Maybe like Fall Out Boy. You're right, great harmony. <laughs> All right, so that was record of the oh, year. Oh, I love it. But this... Was best performance by a vocal group same year. It's the Beatles. Nice. I, I think they won a bunch that year, didn't they? Album of the year. Yeah. How about that? So both songs winning stuff at the Grammy. I mean, they don't even sound remotely alike, but uh, that was 1968 for you, 56 years ago today. Fred, you kind of like up, up, and away. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I get I like it. this, too. Yeah, it, it's just so completely different. I kind of love that. I mean, that was... There's been a lot of transitional periods in music, but I, I can't really think of any period in... You know, rock and roll and pop music from 68 to, you know, the early 70s that was more transitional, yes, transformational. Totally agree. And I love this movie, so we're mentioning it, mentioning it. 20 years ago today in 2004, 
Finding Nemo won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. I just love it. Fred, have you seen oh, it? Oh, yeah, many times. Oh, I've, have you watched it a million times, Mark? I have. Kids? Of course I have. Yes. Yeah. Abby? And, oh, yeah, countless. You know, it. it this Ellen is the DeGeneres. thing about right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, that was such a great movie. And there were so many movies in that era, and maybe even beyond, by Pixar, that were magical. Yes. Movies that you would want to go back and watch again. Now, I, I watched uh, a movie last weekend called Wish, which was out... I don't even think it's on Disney Plus yet. You can rent it. But mm. it was the release for, you know, Thanksgiving from Disney. All right. It was all right. It was average. Yeah. They, what they do these days is highly average and highly woke. And they just can't seem to, to make really good movies like Up. Well, if, um, if you have an agenda, it's difficult. If you just tell a nice story. Ratatouille. That's oh, one Ratatouille of my favorites. Oh, Ratatouille was such, such a, great a great one. Movie. Oh, I loved Up. Up was fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Such a great movie. That's my, Uh, that might be my favorite. That's because it's awesome. Well, it's Leap Day, and we got some facts for you. There are about 5 million leaplings. Did you know they called them that, Fred? No, I didn't. Uh, I'm not Ah. sure they do, but I saw the term (laughs) and I threw it in here. We're going to use it anyway. Yes, we are. Leaplings born on February 29th throughout the world. 5 million of them. That's not bad. There's a leapling in Oklahoma, and she is turning 25 today, or 100 in real terms, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, I saw it. there was a story that, is this the one from Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah, CBS News did this story. So 25th birthday today. Yeah, she's 25 and looks like she's 100, so, but it's awesome. <laughs> so, Mark, you have a piece of sound there, leap year birthday. This is a, a triplet. He's 20 years old, but officially, I guess he's five. And they ask him, <laughs> how old are you? Okay, let's what hear it here. Well, I guess it just depends on how you look at it. Um, I always think it's a neat icebreaker when people ask, you know, what's something unique about yourself? I'll just be like, well, I'm, you know, five years old. Or I used to say like four and three quarters. So, so it kind of just depends on the day or how you look at it. So there, the odds of being born on February 29th is one in um, 1,461. There are only about 5 million people in the world born on this day, according to History.com. So it's not, you know, and we'll see. But obviously, there's probably babies being born right now all across the planet who will have that leap day as a birthday. Uh, there's, go ahead. I was going to say, I got a news release from Mercy, the whole Mercy Health System, and they're celebrating leap year birthdays today. Of their 50,000 employees they have system-wide, 40 have leap year birthdays. Uh, there, wow. Oh, that's funny. There was a story out today about 70 of them taking a cruise right now. Oh, 70 oh, leaplings are out, out on a cruise. You know, my daughter has a birthday a week from tomorrow. She turns nine years old. And I'm just thinking through the process here. If I had a kid, like that that kid who's yeah. just five, like how do you explain in the early years <laughs> to the kids that their birthday, wow, your well, birthday, you sorry, sorry, Alexa, we can't have a birthday party oh, this funny. year because you don't have a birthday. <laughs> I mean, that would be a little, it would I, be I don't confusing. think a little brain would process no, that really no. easily. Uh, if we did not do leap years, Christmas in July would happen literally. It takes <laughs> Earth 365.24 days to orbit the sun, which is 365 days, 5 hours, and 48 minutes. And those extra hours create enough time for one new day every four years. And the calendar would shift by 25 days every right. 100 years. So The calendar about, would be just a mess. Yeah, 600 this, years, right? it would be Christmas in July. Uh, there are deals for Leaplings today. If you happen to be born uh, on Leap Day, Krispy Kreme, um, you get a free original glazed dozen. Our beloved Wendy's, are they? <laughs> are offering customers a this free week Cinnabon. They are. Yeah, they are. We should be invoicing them this week for all the publicity <laughs> yes, we we've given them. 
Some places are offering 29% off certain items, noodles and company, Papa Murphy's, and Staples randomly offering rewards members a free passport photo. I kind of like it. (laughs) Maybe you want to travel. I need one, but I was not born on the 29th. All right, laptop maker Lenovo has come up with the first transparent display. This thing is cool. You can see through the screen. So if, if you're looking at your screen and there's an image up there, you put your hand behind it, you can see it. It's it, You really can. And it's called the Project Crystal is one of the names they call it. It's the industry's first laptop with a 17.3-inch micro-LED transparent display, they say. Now, the base is apparently detachable and can be used as a tablet or as a keyboard. It's really cool. It has a rear-facing camera that somehow combines AI, which will allow you to do things. Or if you're an artist, you can uh, look at an object behind it and sketch it with your stylus without having to peek over the top. Oh. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing. If you want to uh, look it up, we'll see when it actually gets released. But they have come up with it. It's the first transparent screen. Do you want me to keep going or wrap her up? Ah, you can do one more. All right, one more. Stand it's a Thursday. By. I don't even know what that means. But I, just... <laughs> I don't either. I don't need either, but we'll take it. Um, there is going to be a show on Peacock. It's releasing a reality series about a real-life ranch family in Missouri. Yep. It's called the McBee Dynasty Real American Cowboys, and it premieres on March 11th. The McBee family runs a ranch and a cattle business in rural Missouri. And I looked up, I tried to figure out where in Missouri, and I cannot find it. I guess they're keeping it on the DL. I don't know. They're not saying what community it's in? Okay. They just say, I guess so we don't all go stalk them. Their <laughs> business is at risk of financial ruin. That While well, they also hope to expand, they've got sibling drama. It premieres on March 11th. That's a Monday. And then all episodes will be available to stream on Peacock. Or if you're old school, you can wait for it. Would yeah, it be I'll, funny if it was St. Charles County? Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll, be, if, I'll be busy that night watching Farmer Wants a Wife. I'm sorry. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Your schedule's full. (laughs) Sue's News is brought to you by Mr. Appliance Speedy Expert Service. If you need uh, some sort of appliance repair, make sure to go to MrAppliance.com. And finally, in Sue's News, we do have today's random fact. Huh. All right, this is, okay, here we go. Knock-knock jokes got popular in the 1930s when a guy named Alf Landon was running for president against FDR. He picked a former army colonel named Frank Knox as his vice presidential candidate, and knock-knock jokes about him were a hit, and then they never left. What? People wow. made up their own versions That's because it they started. liked it. Wow. And I read that and I thought, I have no idea if it's true, but I really like it. You know, and we, that's it. We need to come up with some sort of like honorary Sue's News PhD for someone who can <laughs> learn all these random facts. Right. Because we, we, this is an educational show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. 425, our friend Jazz Shaw is going to tell Sue that aliens exist. Ugh. Coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're having uh, some phone issues, which is very rare here at Odyssey St. Louis. It's so weird that we're having phone problems. I cannot tell you how shocked I am. So there's a story. If we can get the uh, phone issues handled, um, we'll get some guests on the line here that we expect. But I I saw this story a couple of days ago, and then Fred found some audio that maybe I was searching for, and I, I think I might have forgotten about this. But there was in the U.K., I'm trying to tell if this was in... London, not that we all know our geography over there, but I just Googled the story, and what I realized is there's all kinds of people that are writing about this right now, what happened at the Willy Wonka experience in the U.K. So th- this is, and I'm just pulling up Vanity Fair because it was one of the first ones that came up on Google. It says, I've if you stop the- and think about it, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory <laughs> is an absolutely terrifying place. A lunatic millionaire lures a group of children and their unwitting parents to his massive estate where they are expected to try his non-FDA-approved concoctions and one by one are horribly disfigured in the process. And I just watched the original. It is a little creepy, by the way. All that considered, it's not terribly surprising that a recent event billed as Willie's Chocolate Experience went terribly, terribly awry. Last weekend, families traveled from all over the UK. Um, hang on, almost met the paywall there. Oh, for boy. what they believed was an immersive experience in keeping with Roald Dahl's beloved children's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I guess when, when they arrived, <laughs> the way they describe it here is... What they found when they arrived was a scene straight out of the Saw franchise. Children cried, parents called the police, and the whole thing blew up on social media. And here is um, is one of the parents talking about what happened here. It was all described as a, a massive, immersive experience, a great day for the kids, chocolate fountains, sweetie trails. Just sounded really, really good and a nice day out for the children and the family. Just was not that at all. Just four or five props, two jelly beans for the kids, um, half a cup of lemonade. Just was not what was promised whatsoever. Uh, was there any chocolate? No, that was the worst part about it. <laughs> so they didn't even have chocolate. By the way, it was in Glasgow. It's, that, that's oh my gosh, that was hilarious. But people came from all over the UK. So And it was like, I put it together with Fred in our backyard. Yeah, you could do better than they did, uh-huh. probably, right? All right. It's uh, UFO time, Sue. Oh, and I know how much UFO you music. believe in UFOs. Well, I think this is like the Close Encounters thing. Or I like, like it. That. I like it. It doesn't seem like it's ramping up, though. No. Where's the part that we know? Maybe well, they're I'm, calm I, aliens. <laughs> well, this is what pilots in uh, Canada saw. Yeah, is there any active military uh, airspace just like north of Winnipeg? Uh, no, nothing, nothing I'm aware of. You said north of Winnipeg? Yeah. Uh, no, not right now. Okay. Lots of active uh, bright lights, information, three, 
and they look like they're at like five zero zero or something, just trying to figure it out. Yeah, she doesn't really know what's happening, and then they get into it a little bit more. And, and you said around uh, around fifty thousand feet, roughly. Is that correct? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say, but yeah, the, yeah, it keeps being like three to four really bright lights, and they kind of were in like a triangle formation, and then it looks like they will dipper for a bit, and then they disappear, and then they come back. Now, there was another pilot that saw something similar. Our resident UFO expert has to be Jazz Shaw with HotAir.com. I wanted his insight into this. Sue is a skeptic, Jazz, but th- this one seemed kind of weird because there were more than one pilot that saw something strange in the sky, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it Unfortunately, they didn't capture any really good video. There was a couple of photos. Uh, as usual, it's it's like lights in the sky. But what the pilots see with their own eyes is very different. And when you get a couple of them from the same plane that can't explain something, that's not 100%, you know, meaning that it wasn't just something they didn't know that was up there. But it apparently also didn't show up. It was visible, but didn't show up on radar, which is weird, and that happens a lot. Does that happen so, a lot when they have things that aren't explained? They're just not on the radar. I mean, is there they, – they were asking in the radio communications about military exercises. Anything military going on? I mean, obviously, some of that stuff might be kept top secret. But from your experience, does this match up with, with other stories or other things that people have seen? Even if it's a military exercise, our planes don't – even the stealth planes don't have the ability to fully disappear off the radar, particularly our radar. And they're going by civilian radar, and if it was within visible sight, it should have been on the radar. But to answer your question, yeah, it shows up in a lot of accounts. I don't know if you guys have been following all the information that came from David Grush, the UFO whistleblower, who went and testified before Congress last summer. Um, well, you and I, we've claimed, talked about that, but nothing. I, haven't, I don't know if I've seen anything recently from him. Oh, yeah. He's done a couple more interviews. He has a uh, new press release. He's been cleared by Dopser to talk a little bit more about stuff that he wasn't cleared the first time. And uh, and yeah, he, he has he has mentioned that that uh, some of the things that they picked up that didn't crash and didn't get recovered, uh, they they're seen, but they don't show up on radar and nobody's exactly sure how they do that. But uh, yeah, that it, it's not out of the question i mean again this this one particular sighting i i like sightings from pilots they're professionals they're up there all the time they're watching stuff they they know yeah, they what don't sound up. crazy they right. they just see something unique so this this pilot you know sort of sees something too or do, do you have a guess as to what you might think the ultimate is hard to tell uh because the evening i i'd say she's probably pretty accurate but they keep forming up in a triangle and then it's pretty odd Okay, yeah, no, that's the second report then. And, yeah, there's no there's no active airspace, military airspace, anything like that we're aware of. So one of the guys, I love the one, the one guy after that says, uh, they asked him if he's seen anything. He goes, nope, but gosh, sounds interesting. I wish I would. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he wanted to see it. Uh, I just find it interesting because, obviously, they didn't sound, you know, cray-cray. They just are seeing weird things. Now, can it be something, from your experience in, in kind of investigating some of this, can it be, because I think you guys, uh, Fred and, and Sue, you thought at- atmospheric, There's right? usually something. Anything along those lines, Jazz? Atmospheric? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, northern lights. If it's moving in a triangular pattern and, yeah, like, if you see some lights going in a straight line, that could easily be Starlink or just any satellite, something like that. Right. But those things travel in space. They don't turn. They go in straight lines. 
if you see three things that are moving in relation to each other and it looks like a formation that's changing shape, those aren't satellites, those aren't stars. Satellites and stars don't do that. So now you have to come up with an It could be craft, uh, you know, we have planes that we fly in formation and they, they shift around, drones, definitely yeah, drones, drones. Drones in particular, something, that could like, be that. something like that, right. That that's always a possibility, but at that distance, the way they're describing it, and that altitude, altitude is key, right? Man, there's not many drones that get up there unless it's a military drone like a Raptor. They can do twenty, twenty-five grand, but most of the drones that anybody that you don't it's not know, go to fifty thousand feet. They're, they're not going to yeah. be up that high. Right. No, we, it's really hard to get up to that height. There's not a lot of things we have that get to 50 grand and above. We have some ICBMs, but I think if they saw an ICBM, they'd recognize it. Well, you know. Jess, okay, or, me, or they'd explode, but yes. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Let's say that it was aliens. Then what are they doing? I mean, what is your backup for that? They're, <laughs> they're just testing our atmosphere. That doesn't seem like are a they, fair question. You, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what is the story? What are your thoughts if it is an alien? Well, not necessarily aliens. If you listen to Grush, um, he is specifically, every time he's asked, it's like, oh, you, you have extraterrestrials. And he's like, I won't say extraterrestrials. It's non-human. And and he's at, at one other point in one interview, because I saw this stuff so closely, he actually used the phrase interdimensional. But he said saying extraterrestrial means that we know the origin and we don't. So is it extraterrestrials? Maybe. Uh, other people, some heavily religious people who don't want us looking into this, speculate that it's demons. Um, and I, I'm fairly religious myself. I guess I can't rule that out. But my first question immediately when I hear that is, well, would a demon really die in a plane crash? And and why would a demon need a plane in the first place? You know, so I don't know about that. But it it, it sounds like something weird, but particularly at that height. Yeah, it's strange. But, Look, you know, I'm again, always open to other explanations, and I'm I'm not, you know, saying it's it's extraterrestrial either. But Sue is such a skeptic. That's part of the reason I like to do these <laughs> segments, just because she's so opposed to anything that might be out of this world. Jazz, always great to have you on. You have a great weekend. I appreciate it. Hey, before I go, I'll just say this, Sue. My wife and I have seen five of them, so you're going to have a hard time convincing me. Look at that. Of what? Look what is that. it? It's not a demon. I'm going to go there with you, Jeff. <laughs> we'll talk about it more later. <laughs> Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, we have coming up in the next hour, and I think this is going to be fascinating. Nicholas Wade, he was a science senator way back when um, in the New York Times, 1990 to 1996, before they were, you know, legit cray-cray over there. But he's written several books, and he's got some very, very serious uh, thoughts and focus on the COVID origins and the lab leak hypothesis, which will be extremely revealing. Phil Holloway, Fox News legal analyst on all the 
text messages, dealing with the Fonnie Willis case. Phil has been just on fire on that. And that's his, you know, he should be because that's his area of expertise. He knows these people. He knows Nathan Wade. He knows Fonnie Willis. He's worked with them. He knows the other guy um, that was testifying yesterday where the text messages came from. So we'll get to that here. We have Attorney General Andrew Bailey on the line with us this afternoon. Andrew, how are you? Thanks for being patient. Hey, Mark. Appreciate you having me on, man. Let's um, let's whip through some things that you're working on right now that are pretty important. And first and foremost, the suit against Planned Parenthood for trafficking kids out of state to get abortions without parental consent. I mean, this is something that we think our mayor in St. Louis has even offered up to people. Yeah, this is disgusting and deplorable behavior on behalf of Planned Parenthood. And How dare any city official support this kind of willful and brazen violation of state statute. You know, there was an investigative video done by Project Veritas in late November of 2023 that uncovered an agent of Planned Parenthood bragging about concealing abortions from children's parents, about deceiving schools and courts with forged documents. I played the audio. Yep, I covered that, yeah. Yeah, a a willingness to conceal a sexual offense against the minor, bragging about trafficking minors across across state lines. This violates state statute. So we filed suit today. This is going to be the first in a sequence of events. The Planned Parenthood has consistently and repeatedly demonstrated a refusal to comply with state statute. This is not an isolated incident. This is a lawless cult of death that is more committed to the destruction of human life than they are to any kind of legitimate form of health care. So what are you asking for in particular in that suit, Andrew? So we're asking for an injunction. And this is, again, this is a first step, but we're asking an injunction. If Planned Parenthood can't follow state statute and obey the law, then we're going to go to court and get a court order forcing them to, and we'll hold in contempt any violators of that court order. But we're also going to conduct an independent investigation to look back in time and hold any wrongdoers accountable. The individuals uh, such as this agent of Planned Parenthood, who, by the way, this isn't like a rogue individual at the clinic. She says that they do this every day, and it's the, the, the habit, routine, and custom of this Planned Parenthood clinic to traffic minors out of state, to forge documents, to, to uh, deny parents uh, you know, information about what's going on in their, their children's lives and to conceal a sexual offense against the minor. Don't forget, Mark, in the state of Missouri, a 13-year-old female can't consent to sex. And so in the video, when this 13-year-old comes in and says, I'm pregnant, the Planned Parenthood is a mandatory reporter. Why didn't they report this sexual offense against this minor? Why didn't they yeah, take care of Yeah, that's a great question. Victim? Right, yeah. All right, those are... uh, this violates state statute, so we're going to look back in time as well and hold any wrongdoers accountable. All right, uh, we didn't last time you were on. We didn't get into the situation in the Wentzville School District, but I find this kind of fascinating. You're asking for what? Uh, there's a cease and desist request. I don't know if that's in you know in effect right now, but explain the situation in Wentzville. Yeah, well, so as you know, the Wentzville School District attempted to adopt a radical transgender pol- bathroom policy for the students in the school in closed meeting in violation of the state's open meeting laws. And it, it's a deprivation of the parents' rights to know what's going on in their schools and have a say in the administration of, of their children's schools. And we're not going to let parents' rights be denied and violated in that way. And so we filed suit thanks to three brave whistleblowers from the school board who had come forward and, and had protested this uh, violation of the state open meetings law. And so uh, those whistleblowers uh, became affiant uh, witnesses in our lawsuit, and the district began to harass and intimidate those witnesses. And whistleblowers in the state of Missouri have legal protections under state statute. So we demanded that the district respect those state statutes. And fortunately, the district decided uh, declined to take disciplinary action 
uh, against these board members, and we're going to remain vigilant on this issue. So I don't know if this is a role for your office or not, but I've been shining light the last two days on the situation in the Kirkwood School District at a um, elementary school, Robinson Elementary, fifth grade student who has sexually assaulted, sent threatening texts, actually has physically assaulted a student. This has been brought to the administration. Administration sent me a release today, and they, they cited privacy laws in Missouri state law. What would be, in your opinion, is there any reason that a fifth grader, obviously a minor, that is is, you know, acting out violently or threatening that the school district couldn't do anything about that to protect other students? No, the protection of the other students should be the paramount concern of the school district. And again, this is the kind of world we're living in where we mollycoddle uh, juvenile delinquents instead of punishing yes. them and protecting That's other kids. Look, here. Right. This had disastrous outcomes in Loudoun County, Virginia. I mean, it upended uh, statewide elections in that in that entire state of Virginia. But what we know based on the lessons learned from Loudoun County is that when parents get involved, real change happens. Well, look, these parents went before the school board the other night. Somebody sent me the audio. I played the audio yesterday and today. I spoke with one of the parents. One of the parents is willing to come on with me. And this is now getting, you know, it's on Kirkwood's radar because they're responding and other media is interested. But I don't know if your office can get involved, but I'm going to send you the information because it's outrageous that they're not acting. And they have multiple you know, multiple reasons to, to get involved here. And for some reason, they're citing privacy, et cetera. So it's very confusing. Yeah. No, please, please do forward that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, Missourians don't co-parent with the government. Uh, parents have a say in how their children are educated in the administration of these schools. And the school districts are going to have to respect those parental rights. And I'm always going to fight for parental rights. I'm a father myself. I'm invested both personally and professionally. And, in and Andrew, decision. when I send you this, when you when you see what happened here in some, some of these accusations, uh, and the parents, by the way, stayed very calm. They just were reporting this to the board. They have major complaints. They have documentation. They even have some phone calls that were, or at least conversations recorded, which didn't sit well with the district. But I'm going to put this on your radar and see if your office can do anything, because I think it's it's something that needs to be investigated for sure. Yeah, much appreciated. No, we're going to continue to fight for parental rights, for sure, as, as long as I'm Attorney General. Hey, thank you for checking in tonight. I appreciate it. Keep us posted. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate right. you. Yeah, we'll soon. take a break. We're going to come back with some of this COVID origins. And then Phil Holloway, I mentioned Phil, he's just been on fire on top of the situation with Fonnie Willis. We don't know when this judge is going to you know, make a ruling on disqualification or even tossing the case out. Could still happen this week. Don't forget, Reardon Roundtable and the entire show, Fish Fry tomorrow, Incarnate Word in Chesterville. Come see us. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.